HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Sarah Kim, and I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm a Cheeselandian because while life is great, cheese makes it better. Go to Cheeselandia.com to learn more, and if it's for you, sign up. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, a show about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, pourable, and clubbable, with your host, me, Nancy Kerrigan. And me, Margot Robbie as Tanya Hardy. <laughs> Very funny, little ice queen. How's it going? Good. Nicole, I saw you last week and you saw me face to motherfucking face. Yes, we saw each other one on one. It was great. I had a really fun time in case anyone was missing us last week. Nicole was in New York City live and direct, which is interesting why we didn't just record the podcast together then. But, you know, I guess we had better things to do. (laughs) Heritage was on a break. Oh, that's true. We were on a break. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's my only thing I know about the TV show Friends. I'm not I'm not a Friends fan. Uh, Well, I know everything about Friends, so please ask me anything. All right. I will ask you something about the show Friends. How did they afford such a luxurious apartment on a sous chef salary? (laughs) It was her grandmother's apartment, and it was ranked Ah, Damn it! (laughs) I thought I was going to stump you. Nicole, (laughs) I want to start you off with something that I heard about everybody's favorite topic, Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. Are you ready for this gossip? Yes, I probably already was going to talk about it, but that's fine. (laughs) I don't think that you are going to talk about what I'm going to say, because, okay, so as you guys may or may not know, I recently rewatched the only television show that matters, uh, I was going to say Seinfeld, <laughs> The Sopranos, <laughs> but I do love Seinfeld too. It's the only other show yeah. that matters. You only watch shows that start with this. Exactly. And The Simpsons. It's true. I only do like S shows. <laughs> Sex in the City, Six Feet Under. Oh my God. It's a sign. Um, anyway, so I just recently rewatched The Sopranos and after I finished it, Um, I was just feeling that feeling that, you know, sometimes you get when you finish watching a TV show and you're just like, who am I now? Um, so in an effort to keep it going, as I like to do, I always have to be like the one to stay up till 6am. Um, I started listening to the Talking Sopranos podcast (laughs) featuring (laughs) Steve Sharippa and Michael Imperioli. Anyway, they were talking, just bullshitting. And Steve Sharippa mentioned that, Ben Affleck is bald and he wears a, a toupee. 
Oh, I didn't know this. Oh my God. I know all the secret bald celebrities and he didn't come up on my radar. Okay. Well, I tried fact checking this and looking into it. It seems like it could just be slander, but <laughs> in any case, I thought it was absolutely hilarious because they were actually talking about like penis sizes and like celebrities who they think have like big penises. <laughs> and <laughs> they're like, if your face is that big, your dick has to be that big. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, if your ego is that big, so is your penis. And that also means your head is bald. But anyway, Steve Sherpa threw shade and he said that um, uh, Ben Affleck is in fact bald and wearing a rug. Or he got like hair implants, like so many people like um, yeah, Tom Cruise and whatnot. Sure, that makes more sense. I mean, a, a, a wig is very old fashioned. I'm, I'd be surprised if Ben Affleck would take the chance of wearing a wig. Because what happens when you have to, like, jump in the pool? Yeah, if the wig falls off. Um, I also recently found out, and I maybe I told you this already, that Mike Nichols, the acclaimed prolific director, um, was completely bald because he lost all his hair at age seven from getting a vaccine. I'm <clears throat> just saying. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> I also got this vaccine, but that's probably why I'm bald now. Um, but anyway, he wore a wig, and he wore eyebrow wigs because he was completely hairless. That's crazy. So he just stuck eyebrows onto his eyes? Yeah. And apparently at first they weren't very good. And then <laughs> uh, throughout the years as he got more money. After the graduate, the eyebrow wigs were great. Yeah. Before the graduate, not so much. Really? They're like noticeable? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. If you watch some old Nichols and May videos. So what was your Ben Affleck news? Oh, I have two items for us to discuss. One was sent to me by a listener, friend of the pod, Kelly. Um, and she sent me a link that said that there, there's paparazzi photos of Ben Affleck getting out of J-Lo's J- <laughs> SUV. <gasps> it's back. Jennifer Benifer. Jen Benifer. As we yeah. knew, we, we called this weeks ago. So the world went crazy and they released a statement that they're just friends. But, you know, who can believe that? Not me. That's for goddamn sure. And I mean, I want to ask the question, just interject here. Do you think our listeners hate that we talk about Ben Affleck for no reason every episode? (laughs) I just assume that they're just like us and they think it's weird and hilarious. Okay, great. Please, right into the show. A funny thing we started doing and I like doing it. Also, it's like relevant. He's been in the news a lot. That's true. And he wears a wig. Um. And the other one is that he was on the exclusive invite-only dating app called Raya. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on that. You are? No. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I was like, give me an invite. I um, can't I stand the chance of running into him on there. That's the only reason I'm not on it. It's so New York. I actually know a couple people who are on it. But um, they, a woman matched with him and thought it was a fake. So she unmatched with him. And then it turned out it was really him. And he sent her an Instagram video, but she rejected him anyway. Oh, wow. Good <laughs> and for I guess this woman. She told her story to the celebrity tabloids this week. And now I'm telling you. Amazing. Ben Affleck out there. He's out there. Yeah. I don't want to run into Ben Affleck on a, a dating app or on the street because I don't like bald people. <laughs> I'm anti-bald. Come at me uh, if you've got hair. If not, please leave me alone. <laughs> That's not true. We're not anti-bald here. No, I am anti-bald. 100%. Mr. Clean, no thank you. Mm-mm. Dr. Evil, any other bald people? I can't think of any others right now, but I'm sure you're out there. <laughs> I'm against you. You're no friend of mine. 
I don't think that that you're telling the truth. I think bald people are fine. Nah, also, too little big, hair. Big size. Usually, people who have balding heads have more testosterone, which means typically their their D's are a little bigger. Oh, really? All right. I changed what my mind on baldness. Balds, please beat me. I'll give out my beeper number uh, in the show notes. So okay, if you're so bald, beat me. <laughs> no. Don't beat me. Just beep me. Send me a beep. Great. Um, cool. Was that it? I think that's all the Ben Affleck related news that I have to share with you people. I did um, drive across our nation from New York to Indiana um, on Monday and Tuesday. And I saw in my journey, I like to take the back roads rather than the highways, even though it adds literally like six hours to the trip um Mm -hmm. and i saw in someone's yard a sign for like a you know advertising somebody's business and i got closer and i realized that the sign said turd burglar and (laughs) it was a business for pet waste cleanup and it had a little bird shoveling up turds (laughs) i thought it was hilarious isn't like a turd burglar what you call like your little brother not your actual little brother but like what one calls one little little brother we we'll call him Turd Bird. Or Turd Ferguson, I think I'm thinking of. Yeah. I mean, someone who burgles turds is also, I mean, it's a funny thing to say. But Turd it's Bird very is, funny. is my family's thing. I also, in Ohio, found a, a old-timey thrift store like you think of from, like, the olden times, like, the early 2000s or 90s. Like, this thrift store was, like, doubled as a U-Haul rental place. And oh, wow. it was just, like rooms and rooms of disorganized shit and like magazines and books and like the clothes were all completely like no order what's it like the clothes there was no order to the clothes whatsoever so you had to dig through every single thing um and then this old building it was like dilapidated it was just like i walked in there and i'm like oh my god i'm like in the thrift stores of my dreams of the olden times um, that's incredible did you get anything from there, actually, the clothes were pretty picked over. It was a small clothing section, but I did get an, a 90s Martha Stewart cookbook. Oh, yeah. Um, Lots of snap then, peas in there, I bet. Yeah, it's the photography for it is so funny and, like, not very good. Well, those cookbooks from, like, the early 90s and even, like, I'd say, like, 80s, 90s are lit, like, like porno magazines. Yes. They have, like, like the exact- soft lighting. It's like, no, the lighting is not up. It's intense. Like, it's oh, like really? there's a picture of fish about to go into the oven and they look disgusting. Because um, you can see the glaring light reflecting up every shiny scale. But um, well, you could say the same, I guess, about porno lighting. Yeah. So I also found two Better Homes and Gardens country living books that I had actually been trying to find on the internet. Um, so in the 90s, they released, I mean, they probably still do this if they're still around, but. Um, Better Homes and Garden would release hardbound copies of like country living or like other kinds of like home decorating things. And so these mm-hmm. are like super 90s country home living with like big full color photos. And so it's literally just like a time capsule of like what people's homes look like in the 90s. And it's amazing. I got oh, how two fun. Of Lots of it. cobalt blue and hunter green. Yeah. I'm and sure. like, <laughs> yeah, I, you, I'll have to send you pictures because they're, it's really, um, a sight to see lots of plaid furniture and totally um, mallards oh yes mallards were very popular in in the sophisticates of the 90s definitely send it and we'll put it up on our on our instagram 
Cool. Um, we have an amazing topic today. We do. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for some football? No, you it's never told football. me the topic was, so I'm, I'm not ready. I'm doing research <laughs> while you're <laughs> Oh my God, wouldn't that be terrifying? <laughs> On the spot, researching for a podcast, this is, we're entering new territory here. Maybe long pauses, which the audience loves. <laughs> uh, it's also going to be on video so you can watch us research and go oh also, just kidding hold on quickly i have one more um i found this cute collins glass it says country time lemonade on it and i'm drinking my vodka soda out of it right now and it's the cutest oh, thing i've ever seen that's adorable one more thing actually i want to say is that i have a rash a terrible rash <laughs> on two arms and i realized that a food having a rash is the best place to talk about it Exactly. I wanted to take this minute now, everybody, please put down your corn dogs because I'm about to talk rash. No, our topic today is not rashes. This is just something I want to share with you all in case anyone else is having this. But I, if you're wondering why I was being a little salty earlier about the COVID vaccine, it's because I got the mozzarella one and it gave me a rash on both arms. And it's getting, it's worsening. And I also realized that announcing that you have a rash is the most off-putting announcement that one could probably make. Rash. <laughs> Why is it called? It's like the worst word to describe. It's so icky. A rash? But I have one, and I'm gonna. I'm, I'm here to say it. And if any of you also got an itchy rash that won't go away and seems to be getting worse and taking over both your arms for some reason from the <laughs> Moderna balsamic vinegar and garlic vaccine, you're not alone. You should go to the doctor. I am. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. I'm going to say, look at this fucking rash. <laughs> Take a look at this rash. It's itchy as hell. <laughs> it is. It's itchy. The only thing that feels good is like when you go in the shower and you put the hot water on it and I feel like a dog. You know, you, know, you itch a dog and it like shakes its leg because it's in such ecstasy. Yeah. That's how I feel when I put hot water on this rash. <laughs> I think you just have like a version of the chicken box. It's fucked up and I don't like it at all. But good thing it's still long sleeve weather out there. All right, enough about my rash. Let's get into today's topic. Clowns. Clowns. <laughs> yes. Why? Because why not? Well, obviously Zara picked this topic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right I did. Clowns. Um. So Zara was like, do you want to do clowns? And I was like, sure, fine. I'll do the insane clown posse. That's the first clown that comes to my mind at any point. Okay. <laughs> You know, I think the Insane Clown Posse is the truest representation of clowns because for some odd reason, we've tried to force that clowns are like adorable or like for children. But I think we universally agree that clowns are terrifying and scary. And I appreciate that the Insane Clown Posse just embraces that. Yes, they sure do. Um, But they also have some problematic things about no. them impossible <laughs> i don't believe it i'm shocked Prove to it. find out that a white rap group that formed in the early 90s has problems but and dresses as clowns it's true okay so icp i know our listener base probably knows everything there is to know about icp but <laughs> um that's insane clown posse by the way in case you guys didn't know the abbreviation but i'm gonna go ahead and go through the history because there could be new listeners who aren't familiar with the insane clown posse so um they were, they are from Detroit, and they are composed of two folks at this point. They had more members throughout the years, but right now it's two. Um, one is not named, much of a posse, really. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out more about why they're 
a posse okay. in a moment. But um, they, the two members are Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope. So those are their names. They were founded in Detroit in 1989. Uh, they have in their repertoire two platinum and five gold albums. Uh, their followers are known as juggalos and they number in the tens of thousands according to wikipedia also i should say that i got um every bit of this information from wikipedia.com and spoiler alert some from the fago website do you think that there are any juggalo gigolos like gigolos who are also juggalos (laughs) and take ladies out on dates for many i would say so Juggalos who are sex workers, yes. Exactly, sex working, <laughs> sex working juggalos. Um, absolutely, I do. And love it. Call into the show. You. We um, do. The history, I the history is pretty involved on Wikipedia, and I'm just gonna, you know, obviously skim through, but also dive into detail for some reason in some parts. I don't know why. Great. I was like, this is kind of interesting, but. Okay, so originally the group was called the JJ Boys and the Inner City Posse. And the Inner City Posse is actually a gang that Violent J formed with his friends. So Is that his birth name? No, his name is Joseph Bruce. Um his parents were, didn't look at their newborn son and say, his name is Violent. Last name, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> look, he's adorable, but he is holding a machete. Let's call him Violent. Although it would be cute if they called him Viola for short. That would be very cute. Yeah, that would be adorable. Um, so, yeah, they started out using supernatural and horror themed lyrics to distinguish themselves from the other groups coming out of Detroit at the time. They're both from Oak Park, Detroit, which is a suburb. And they actually met because they both were into professional wrestling and they would wrestle in their backyards with rings that they built in their own backyards, which I think is kind of cool. I gotta be honest. Sure. Do you remember when that was like a period of time when you could see all those YouTube videos of people just like, basically mauling each other in the backyard <laughs> under the guise of wrestling. Do I? Did I make one? <laughs> yes. Do I remember them? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that just brought me back. I had completely forgotten that that was a thing. Um, yeah, so, I remember it. Yeah, that's how they met. One of the members decided to form a gang, mostly because he, you know, they came from a hard background, like their life, very poverty and, and bad home situations. So... According to Wikipedia, the reason they formed a gang was for the camaraderie. Um, and I, I choose to believe Wikipedia. And <laughs> so of course, why would they lie? Once they actually went to jail for some gang activity, though, they decided to maybe just be like, no, nah, it's not really for us. Um, so then the main guy, Joseph, decided to become a professional wrestler, and he was successful at that. Um, but he, this is in the late 80s, he became pretty frustrated with the backstage politics of professional wrestling, and he started to look for a new career. What do you mean by backstage politics? Like, he was a leftist, and he was upset that everyone else was, like, for Reagan? No, I mean, I'm just um, speculating here, because 
Wikipedia didn't go into detail, but I'm assuming that like the showbiz world is pretty horrible. And I don't think that, you know, small time professional wrestling is yeah in the late eighties is good for anybody. Probably. Totally. Um, but they met two other guys when they were doing that and they formed a group. They decided to be a rap group and they released a single called oh no i didn't write down something about dogs and they <laughs> must love dogs got it yep it's one of my favorites <laughs> do you like that movie i don't really like that um i like i've never the, seen it the actors who were in it john cusack oh um, yeah adorable they released a single and it turned out that the local djs in detroit were actually reluctant to play it because the people you know in 1989 releasing a rap album they were white so they were like we're not gonna play your album and they were like okay that's fine and then they were like also part of the problem is that we sound just like every other rap group in detroit right now so we're gonna switch it up and do horrorcore which is already a thing there was already a horrorcore rapper in detroit named esham or esham i don't know how to pronounce it uh which they were friends with but they they decided to distinguish themselves from him. They would never mention Satan. And <laughs> okay, not- guys, this is our one rule: no <laughs> mentioning Satan. Everything else is on the table. Ixnay on the eight and say. <laughs> and they're like, the and they're not so, everyone was speaking Pig Latin. They're not copying his style, you know. So you know, they're like legitimate rappers. So they're like not going to copy his style. Sure. Uh, so whatever. They're like into horrorcore. Horrorcore is essentially rap that. It's like rapping about horror movie themes, like extreme violence, murder, supernatural items, except for sure. Satan. Like Cage, Ari, the Rugged Man, all that kind of stuff maybe came later, but I'm I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they made their first album, which is called Carnival Carnage, right on theme. And sure. they decided to change their name Oh, that's right. Sorry, I forgot. I skipped over this part. But they, so they were the inner city posse, and they decided to change their name when they switched over to the horrorcore genre to something more aligned with that. And that's when they came up with the insane clown posse. But also, people in Detroit would know that ICP, the inner city posse, was still associated with them. Right. Perfection. <laughs> Perfection. Um, Bellissima. So their first album was not well received. All music reviewer Stephen. Erlewine, I'm sure this guy's a, a total monster. Can you, like, all the white guys reviewing music in the late 80s and early 90s, I'm sure they're monsters, but their reviews sometimes were correct. Um, he described them as a third rate Beastie Boys supported by a cut rate Faith No More with guar looks, but more <laughs> sexist and jokes that sound racist. <laughs> Uh, that's very uh, accurate though to be honest yeah so he obviously was not a fan um he's like four stars he's like i love this album (laughs) but i did really enjoy the music (laughs) i love the third rate beastie boys they're not even second rate beastie boys which i who's second rate beastie boys if they're third rate i have no idea interesting Um, call us if you're yeah listeners call it So they went on, you know, they didn't care what Steven said. They made another album and it was called Beverly Kills 50187. Wow. <laughs> very crafty. Very clever. Very uh, clever punnery there. Clown posse. Oh, man. Clowns. I just, I laugh. Clowns. 
I laughed and laughed when I saw that. I was also, I, so I stayed in a hotel in Pittsburgh on the way home and I was watching a crime show of some kind, which of course you must do when you're in a hotel, I think. Of and, course. Um, there's this like police officer who's like in his 60s with like a big white mustache and he was like, 187 is like the murder code for police. And I literally out loud was like, we know, sir. <laughs> <laughs> We got it. We learned that from the Insane Clown Posse. Uh, well, we learned it from all kinds of other rap songs. But, um, yeah. And the movie with Lawrence Fishburne, 27. Yeah. And like murder is the case of the gay beat. But, um, sure. <laughs> it so sure is. The tour for Beverly Kills 50187 <laughs> did a lot better than their first album. Uh, no mention of what the reviewer said. And this is when the Juggalos were formed during the tour. So he, the lead singer, Joseph Bruce was singing a song called the Juggala or, you know, rapping a song. Sorry. Uh-huh. Are you going to, you should rap it for us. I hope that you're planning on doing that. I I don't know how to rap, but um, <laughs> he called his, you know, audience members Juggalos and they were like super into it. And that's how the Juggalos started. He just said it one time and everyone decided to do that. Hmm. Sometimes you just have to throw spaghetti at the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, clowns? yeah definitely. <laughs> um, and then in 1994, fast forward to 1994, they're starting to like develop a following of some kind. They're starting to sell out more big venues in Detroit and around the world. Um, the 94 Ringmaster Tour, <coughs> pardon me, is where we finally get to see the Fago. So I don't know if you guys know this, but ICP or Insane Clown Posse is famous for their fago consumption and nowadays they throw fago out into the audience during shows there was a time in my lifetime where you could go to hot topic and purchase fago because of its association with the what is fago posse oh you don't know what fago is no oh why didn't you ask is it a food when i texted you what i was doing because i wanted to be surprised (laughs) the child Um, in me didn't want to know so I thought everyone knew what Fago was, but maybe they don't. Excuse. It is, it's distributed nationwide, but um, it's a soda pop. Oh, yes. I do know that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now it um, rings the bell. So don't worry. I'm going to get into Fago in a minute. But basically, this is very typical of what the Insane Clown Posse is like, in my opinion. But um, they talk about Fago in a lot of their lyrics because Fago is based in Detroit. And they decided it would be cool to have it at some shows. And during a concert, people in the audience were giving him the finger and he belted an open Fago bottle at them and the audience went crazy. So then it led to them pouring Fago into the audience every show thereafter. But So sticky. His violent reaction to someone flipping him off (laughs) uh, will continue to be a theme. So... um. Small sidebar for for Fago. They are based in Detroit, as I mentioned. Fago is actually short for the Feigenstein brothers. Um, or the Feigenstein Twist. brothers. Uh, they're a German-Russian brother duo who decided they actually We are the Fagos. We're from Russia and Germany, too. They That's made... Um, <laughs> they made frosting and baked goods, but somehow they turned that into soda and 
1917, they're like, let's make this into a soda. And so they decided to make it into a soda. At first, it was only available in Detroit and the surrounding like areas because it was perishable. Like they didn't, they hadn't been able to make it sort of imperishable like current sodas are today. Right. Um, but eventually, the chemists who worked for the company filtered out particulate from the tap water in Detroit. I'm sure, we can talk more about Detroit or Michigan's tap water later. Um, and Thanks, Obama. With- they were able to ship nationwide. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I guess maybe because I'm from Indiana, which is close to Michigan, but I grew up drinking Detroit or drinking Fago in the eighties. Really? And yeah. So I'm going to list for you the, the flavors that I remember growing up with. There are, there are many more flavors than this present day, but these are the ones that I grew up drinking. Um, and they, also invented the three liter, which is not a two liter, but a three <laughs> wow. liter. Whole extra it, liter. I don't know. Maybe this is a Midwestern thing, but I just always remember it being so funny because the, the mouth of the three liter was much bigger than that of a two liter, which I just thought for some reason it was very funny. <laughs> it is funny. Um, okay, so flavors. They have rock and rye, which I always thought was Dr. Pepper, but they also have a Dr. Fago, so I guess I was wrong about that. So Rock and Rye, according to their website, is cream soda mixed with cherry, which sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a cream soda guy, but that's I fine. like cream soda. They also have a cream soda flavor, and they also have a pineapple flavor, which was my grandma's favorite. She would always buy pineapple Fago. They have Twist, which is basically like Sprite. Um, cherry Cola, 60-40, which is pretty much Squirt. Red pop. What is squirt? What flavor is squirt? I thought that was the same as Sprite. No, squirt's like grapefruit. Okay, got it. Um, and there's moon mist, which is Mountain Dew. And they also have root beer, which was, I grew up drinking that a lot. And in 2009, the failing Bon Appetit magazine voted that the root beer was the best American root beer. Fagos really? Mhm. Huh. So yeah, they had just like a lot of fun, weird flavors. I just think pineapple soda. I've never seen that before when I was a kid growing up in Indiana, and I thought that was. I've the never coolest. seen it ever. That sounds delicious. I love pi- the flavor of pineapple. They probably have like pineapple haritos or something. I don't know. But yes, um, yeah, they also had cherry cola, which I really liked as a kid. I was really the other thing about Fago, at least. For me, we we bought it because it was cheaper than other sodas. So my parents actually would rarely have regular Coke and regular Pepsi because it was more expensive. And so we would have Fago. They also had like a cola flavor. Um, So you could just scratch all the itches that you needed for much less money. Nice. Um, And back to our favorite band, the Insane Clown Posse. So things are going well for them. They're doing their thing. In 97, they have a widely publicized feud with Eminem, the other white rapper from Detroit. (laughs) There can only be one. Um, Their feud is stupid, so I'm not going to go into details. But if you're interested, there's plenty of information out there on the internet. Um, Then in the same year, 97, Spin Magazine ran a really mean article (laughs) where they called Juggalos basically stupid and i by basically i mean they said stupid they called them stupid um and you know it's just such a it's such a thing where i'm like oh i used to get spin magazine to my house when i was a kid and i was like so into it 
And I can just picture that really toxic culture of that, like, I'm cooler than you that was happening in the 90s at music magazines. And they, I don't know. Totally. Spin Mag, Spin Magazine wrote a review of Brucey, actually, that wasn't, like, super favorable. Really? Uh, yeah, of um, of our Beyonce Valentine's Day, because they had uh, a table at Beyonce, and they're like, they said something, like, about the food. I'm like, we cooked, like, we did, like, 450 covers. I'm sorry if, like, your pasta wasn't blazing hot. That wasn't the point. <laughs> and also, you're Spin Magazine. Don't stay in your lane, Spin Magazine. <laughs> um. However, I don't want to come... I mean, the Juggalos themselves, I feel like they are fine. But the the group themselves, when they coined the phrase Juggalo, people pointed out that it was potentially a riff on Jigaboo, which is a racist term that we should not use. Of course. That's terrible. I never realized that that was the correlation. Um, and they played at Woodstock 99 which is funny because we were just talking to a a friend of ours and he was talking about going to Woodstock at 99 with his mom and Uh, he mentioned that ICP was there and and they were in fact there which I thought was funny that was one of the funniest things ever they also played a show in Indianapolis and then they went to a Waffle House afterwards and some patrons were talking shit to them and they got in a huge brawl which landed them in jail Oh my goodness. Uh, I thought that was funny because that's Indianapolis is where I'm at. And finally, to conclude this, I will say that in 2009, they released a song, Miracles, where they famously ask magnets, how do they work? And I always ask that same question to my Me friends. too. That's one of the funniest, weirdest songs of all time. <laughs> And it it remains a great mystery because even with, you know, all the modern technology we have and the internet and Bill Nye and everyone else out there trying to forge ahead in science, there is no answer to how magnets work. We'll never know. Yeah, there is no way to find out. There is no No way way. for sure. And that is the eternal question that the insane clown posse (laughs) asks. Uh, But if you don't remember the song, or maybe you've never even heard the song, you please look up miracles by insane clown posse and watch the video the video is imperative the video is a must if you're gonna watch it i remember when that first came out watching it like with my jaw completely dropped to the Uh, floor same same (laughs) because i was you know i grew up adjacent like i knew what the insane clown posse was i knew what their deal was and like i there are definitely juggalos in indiana growing up that i would like run up against at other kinds of shows you know right um so when that song came out i was just like what in the good lord is happening it's like they tried to pivot. Do you remember that song? Like, come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Yeah, by Crazy Town. I love that song. Right. That's kind of like what the video reminded me of. Like, they were trying to be like, we need to be like Crazy Town now, except Crazy Town had happened like 15 years earlier. Well, no, not in 2009. Oh, right. I thought it was like 2015 for some reason. But you're right. It's, it was still like a while before. They were yeah. they were reaching for something that had already passed. And they were trying to copy Crazy Town, of all people. Right. That's Crazy Town. <laughs> a one-band genre. <laughs> well, that's an amazing story, Nicole. Thank you for telling us about that. You're welcome. Um, should we take a break? I'm really hoping that today's sponsor is Clown College. I hope it's Fago. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. Ooh. 
My name is Sarah Kim and I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm a Cheeselandian because while life is great, cheese makes it better. Wisconsin cheese has proven time and time again to be a delicious expression of craft, hard work, and tradition. As a Cheeselandian, I'm able to share a Gouda experience with fellow cheese and food lovers nationwide, as well as connect with cheese producers and cheesemongers, taking my love of cheese to another level. I invite you to join Cheeselandia because during these difficult times, it has been even more important to take it easy and get cheesy. The Cheeselandia community and events have been the glue helping to keep us together and connected, and I would love it if you would join me. And let's face it, if you hear the word cheese and get a little hungry, then you've found a place you can call home. To find out more about Cheeselandia, go to cheeselandia.com. Just like that, we've come back. We are back. Okay. So I have a story for you today. Now, when I when we were discussing clowns the other day, I had thought I would do America's favorite clown, John Wayne Gacy, a.k.a. Pogo the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, we were both very excited about that. And, you know, I had remembered that John Wayne Gacy had been like a manager of a KFC that was owned by his like father-in-law, and um, that he ended up also cooking in prison. But there's almost no information available about anything to do with John Wayne Gacy and food except for what he wanted for his final meal, which was like KFC. He loved KFC. He wanted KFC um, for his final meal? Yeah, exactly. Uh, did he want the double down? What what, what year was it? <laughs> it was before the double down was available. I think it was, he was put to death, I think, in the 90s or 80s. Oh, uh, he went to jail in the late 70s. Um, so anyway, John Wayne Gacy was out. I'm so sorry. I'm sure he ate, he cooked, he, he lived, laughed, loved, but we're not going to talk about him right now. He ate, he prayed, he loved. <laughs> he ate, he prayed, he loved. He was the original person to be cast in that movie, but for some reason they went with Julia Roberts. It's shocking. Yeah. So there just wasn't enough food related John Wayne Gacy content. Yeah, I mean, he was to said he was said to have cannibalized perhaps some of his innocent young victims. But I thought um, that as well. I didn't think that made for great content. Um, is for he, this particular podcast? Is he the one that had furniture made out of their skin, or is that a no? Different? No, okay. that uh, that was not him. John Wayne Gacy was the killer. Cl- he was also known as the killer clown. He was a clown in his spare time for fun. He was responsible for the murder of, like, known murders of 33 young boys. And they were all in his house, though. Yeah, they were underneath the floorboards of his house, like, stacked up. It was really, really terrible. Yeah, and he'd, he'd have people over for, like, barbecues, and there was some speculation of, like, um, you know, were they eating meat? Was it perhaps human meat? It's really terrible. But it was, Oh, my like, God. Oh, I did yeah. not know this. This is a yeah, reason to become speculation. vegan. Yeah, because you, you never know when someone's serving you the meat of a dead human child. Exactly. So uh, stay away from all meat, especially if a fucking clown is making it for you. If we're friends <laughs> with a clown, get different friends. That's what I have to say. <laughs> uh, okay. You already know how I feel about bald people. Now, clowns, you're also on blast. All right, let's right. get into this. So I said, no thanks, John. I basically told you all there is to know just now. A little snippet. Instead, I pivoted. To the next most scariest food-related clown, America's sweetheart, Ronald McFucking Donald. Now, 
I got all my information today from two articles, one by Candace Choi in the Associated Press and a mashed article by Kitty K. Are you ready? I'm for ready. For the story. I was born ready. The other killer clown. Now, we don't know if Ronald McDonald has killed anyone, but I think it's safe to say he probably has. Yes. But this is not about murder. This is about its debut in 1963. Ronald was originally played by famous weatherman Willard Scott. Do you know Willard Scott? No. Okay, so Willard, probably. I mean, so I used to always watch the Today Show in the morning, like growing up. We Mm -hmm. would just put it on in my house. And um, Willard Scott used to be the Today Show weatherman for like forever. And then it went to Al Roker. But Willard remained on to do, maybe he did like local weather or he still did a little bit of weather, but he did like the oldest people's birthdays towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. He would like be like, and today we have Beatrice Honeypot turning f- 160 years old. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So he was the first Ronald McDonald, and he had originally been playing Bozo the Clown. Scott was appearing as television's Bozo the Clown when he was asked to step in and help market a local location of the hamburger chain when Bozo left the air. Scott oh. claims that McDonald's asked him to create the new character for the chain, as Ron- and Ronald McDonald was born. So Bozo the Clown was the original Ronald McDonald? No, it's just that Willard Scott was originally Bozo the Clown. And they were like, we love what you're doing with Bozo. How do you feel about hamburgers? <laughs> so but they recruited it... him to be Ronald McDonald after loving his work as Bozo. Right. So Bozo the Clown. Then... Yes, but like it wasn't a lateral. I mean, it was just that he had already been playing a clown, but it, Bozo had nothing to do with McDonald's. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but the guy who played Bozo the Clown played Ronald McDonald's. What exactly. I Correct. I grew up and watching he... Bozo the Clown. So Okay, well, then you know where Lord Scott's early work. I do, um, I do, I really do. The character magically pulled hamburgers out of his belt while wearing a nose made out of McDonald's cup and a hat that was a tray holding a styrofoam burger and a bag of fries and a milkshake. So this was a very rudimentary... Uh, costume it was terrifying it's very cheaply made (laughs) using things from around the mcdonald's (laughs) um it was you know penny pinching roy ray crock he was like well just take this cup and this tray and make it work bozo (laughs) so anyway that's what the first bozo was and in early commercials um uh, Willard Scott's Ronald McDonald is extremely creepy, actually a little Gacy-esque in that he is seen talk- taking a young boy, uh, talking a young boy into hanging out with him and accepting food from him, uh, even though the kid's mom told him not to talk to strangers and Ronald oh. hitching a ride to the moon by clutching to the side of a rocket ship. So he's not only a pedoph- pedophile creep, potential murderer, but also a stowaway. <laughs> He also doesn't need oxygen to breathe, so he's undefeatable. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So anyway, he got fired because he was too fat. And McDonald's... (laughs) Exactly, McDonald's... Very ironic, McDonald's, you fucking assholes. Exactly, I know. And he wasn't even, like, that fat. He was just, like, lovably pudgy. Um, They thought he was too heavy to play the part of an extremely active Ronald. Okay, wow. I know, ridiculous. So they replaced Scott. With a redesigned clown. Thank the Lord. I can only imagine if he was still wearing a fucking cup for a nose. Show me one clown that has a cup for a nose. It's the opposite of what a clown nose is. A clown nose is short and round. <laughs> fucking beak. Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. So they replaced him by famed Ringling Brothers circus performer Michael, Michael Coco Palakavis, who is credited as coming up with the basic look of the white-faced, red-haired, yellow jumpsuit-wearing Ronald that we all know and love. So have you he, ever seen a Ronald McDonald in person? Yeah, I have. I don't know if I have. I don't we remember. We have, I guess it's it. this is probably nationwide, but there's also Ronald McDonald House, which is oh yeah, mm-hmm. where the children get money for, I don't know, hospital bills? I think it's a, it's a benevolent charity of, of sorts. Although, is it a real house? That troubles me. I don't like to think of a house that Ron McDonald lives in. It's some kind of medical center, I think. I think it has something to do with that, too. That was back in the, like, 90s when, like, helping children was, like, the biggest issue. Yeah, it's like Earth Day and help <laughs> save the children. Save the children. Children, schmildren. That's what I say. Put them with all the clowns and bald people for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Don't even get me started on bald children. Okay. I'm just kidding. I love, I love children. Balds, you're okay too. Um, so different actors who've played Ronald talk about how it was very strict. There was like all these strict rules to keep the ca- a character up to corporate standards. Um, they could only eat 1200 calories a day. They couldn't eat any <laughs> McDonald's food for any reason. Well, you'll find out soon that that is true. Um, <laughs> Fact Fiend reports that actor Jeffrey Giuliano, who donned the red wig in the 1970s, was particularly troubled at having to tell children that the burgers came from a magic hamburger patch instead of from cows. So they weren't allowed to, like, I don't know. They had a lot of rules. None of them were that interesting. It was like, you know, no drinking, no pet. You couldn't, like, hug the children. You had to pat them on the back, which that makes sense, I think. It's probably a good idea. No drinking, like, at all in your life? Uh, well, yeah, no, you had to lead a clean lifestyle, although I'm not sure how they could really enforce that, but, um, so in 2003, McDonald's reported, uh, reportedly employed 250 Ronald worldwide. Some had like chauffeurs, assistants, bodyguards, um, and according <laughs> to McDonald's throughout the ages, there have never been two actors playing the part. The official stance of the company is that Ronald is just one real clown. So now... They are obsessed at McDonald's HQ with, like, keeping up the the ruse that Ronald McDonald is a real man. Okay. <laughs> like, they will not admit that it's an actor, ever. That's, like, McDonald's CEO 101. It's, like, a Santa-style situation where they this refuse to say— This is very exciting say- because if you're ever at a conference or you're, like, at a hotel where a conference is going on and McDonald's— executives are there then you can just like start asking them all these questions and like you'd be like according to my research uh the actor who played ronald mcdonald is dead and then we see what they do exactly and explain what willard scott and his cup face and also Um, explain why you thought willard scott was too fat i explain it to willard scott's fucking cup face why you thought he was too fat i dare you i bet they wouldn't be able they wouldn't have the balls um (laughs) I think it's very weird. Yeah, that somebody needs to do an the, investigative journalist podcast about this. I know, right? You have to like kind of be really boring. You have to have a like weird kind of southern name. I'm thinking of Payne Lindsay. Payne Lindsay, get on the case. Yeah. Um. Okay. In fact, the only place they might have ever been spotted together would be at the company's convention in Oak Brook, Illinois. The convention wasn't all fun and games for the group of clowns who risked probation or even dismissal if they didn't pass the convention's strict 
Ronald inspections. So there is there is no information about what these inspections are. One can only imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Where are they inspecting? Where and what? Yes, there's training. A blood alcohol test. I just think it's very funny. It's like how the president and the vice president can never be in the same place at once. They're like, keep the Ronalds apart in case something happens to one that can't happen to all of them. We can't lose all the Ronalds in one disaster. <laughs> what if two Ronalds form a romance during the Ronald camp? Oh. They can, it will have to be forever unrequited. Save it for Payne Lindsay. Um, in Japan, Ronald McDonald is called Donald McDonald. Mm. Um... McDonald Land is a th- do you remember McDonald Land? It was like a kind of the playland fan universe that they would do commercials of. Yeah, or I don't know if I remember this. And it was like a whole list of characters that they would do like there was McDonald's verse and so they had like um, the the burglar and the Exactly. There was Mayor McCheese, yeah. Officer Big Mac, A Cab, uh the Professor, Captain Crook. And the Hamburglar and Grimace. Grimace, who's like the purple blob. Correct. Now, we all know him as an adorable, lovable purple blob. Uh, Originally, Grimace was not fun-living. He was evil. (laughs) He was? Yes. Evil Grimace, as he was originally coined, (laughs) debuted as a four-armed thief out to steal milkshakes and sodas only to be thwarted by ronald who tricked him into leaving all of the stolen goods behind by pretending to be a mailman delivering a fake invitation for a mcdonald's beauty contest <laughs> okay hold on oh i need to unpack this i can't he, he exclusively steals milkshakes and sodas which i think exactly. is hilarious and With also hard hard to arms. carry several of those mm-hmm. um oh that's why he has four arms yeah yeah um he he's a known thief of McDonald's sodas, and he exactly. is somehow foiled when Ronald McDonald, disguised as a mailman, invites him to a beauty competition at the place where he steals all the sodas. I think that he actually probably accosts him at his home if he's delivering mail. I would assume he tap oh. tap tapped on the door of his McMansion. <laughs> no, I'm saying though that he is inviting. I guess. You're asking the thief to return to the scene of the crime, and I just think that's weird. That's a good point. Well, I'm assuming there was some type of firing squad or guillotine set up there (laughs) in which they assassinated him. Um, Over the years, some characters were phased out, but they introduced new characters like the breakfast-loving Birdie the Early Bird, the McNugget Buddies, (laughs) Shamrock Shake Fan, Uncle O'Grimacy, which seems racist against Irish people. (laughs) (laughs) And an wow. alien surfer dude named Cause MC. I remember those McNugget Buddies because I had some because you got them in your Happy Meal. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember those too. And in the commercial, so, they had like faces and they would dunk themselves in the sauce. Exactly. Jump, leaping to their own death, slathered <laughs> in honey mustard and barbecue. Um, Ronald appeared in the 1988 film Mac and Me. Now, have you seen this movie before? I think I have. But I don't it is remember. a direct ripoff of E.T. the Extraterrestrial. It is essentially. But it's with a robot, right? It is not with a robot. Oh, it is Mac with is an like alien. A, an alien. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes, the, yes. the main character is in a wheelchair. Yeah. And there is a scene where he goes flying down a mount, basically a cliff, mountain off a cliff into a river in his wheelchair. And yes. Mac saves him. And Paul Rudd 
America's true sweetheart, Paul Rudd. Um, yeah, back off, Julia Roberts. Every time that he ever went on the Conan O'Brien show would yes, play I have that seen, clip. Like, he would play that clip. Which is one of the funniest things ever. So instead of playing, like, here's a, like, Conan would always be like, here's a clip from your new movie. And he, it would always be the same clip of the kid, <laughs> like, tumbling down the hill in his wheelchair and Mac and me. But is it Paul Rudd in that movie? Or he just no, no, it's not. tortures just, him for no he reason. He just thinks it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it is funny. He's right. I have seen that scene many times. But also, I remember the, the cover on the VHS because it would be at the video store. Yeah, it was the exact same movie. Um, okay, so at the very height of Ronald McDonald's popularity, Ronald McDonald was said to be so huge, he was more popular than, you guessed it, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus uh, H. Christ. Um, marketing Week in the year 1995 made this declaration its headline. When a marketing survey of 7,000 people across eight countries found that far more people recognized the corporate symbol of McDonald's than they did the Christian cross. <laughs> Then in uh, 2004, in that documentary, Super Size Me, there's a clip where uh, the documentarian and star Morgan Spurlock um, talks to a bunch of school kids who recognize who Ronald is, but make the mistake of an image of Jesus for George W. Bush. <laughs> Capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Although I don't really care about, I care just as much about Jesus as I do about George W. Bush or Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Sorry, all three of you. That's a weird, like, what if someone was like, you know, who do you want to invite to dinner, living or dead? And someone was like, George W. Bush, Ronald McDonald, (laughs) and Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a very unhealthy dinner. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. Wafers and chicken nuggets. (laughs) And blood. Um, And cocaine. Uh, So anyway... (laughs) And alcohol. He could, and lots of booze. And Ted Bundy. Um, he could be identified by a whopping 96% of American school-aged children. The only fictional character more recognizable than Ronald McDonald was Santa Claus. So you're saying that Ronald McDonald is fictional? He, well, according to McDonald's, he is a real man who's ageless. <laughs> a real ageless man. Um, Ronald McDonald is never seen eating food from McDonald's. He called Ronald just a clown who, uh, the CEO of McDonald's calls Ronald just a clown who represents our charity. Just a clown? Just a clown? Just a clown. I mean, really? Wow. Just a fucking clown? Who are you calling? Wait, isn't that a uh, Robert De Niro movie? Is that from Taxi Driver? Like, what do I look like? Oh, no, that's uh, Al Pacino. Um, well, not Al Pacino. God damn it, the other Italian. Joe Pesci! What, what am I, a clown? What? That's in uh, Goodfellas. And then he kills oh, yeah. Christopher from The Sopranos. Um, <laughs> thank God my brain kicked in just in time. Sorry, guys. So, in 2007, the CEO of McDonald's, Jim Skinner, wildly claimed that Ron McDonald has never sold food to kids in the history of his existence. Of whose existence? That of guy his, or Ronald McDonald's? Ronald's existence. And I say, sir, what about all of the hamburgers that he would pull out of his belt? Because that was the also part of the original costume, was that he had a belt that contained, he would reach into his pants and pull out hamburgers and give them to kids. But they're so you for tell free. me. They're free. So he's That's not true. selling them. I guess he's not taking any money for it. It's not a crime. Your first McDonald's hamburger is free. That's how they get you. Mm, truth, truth. Okay, so actor Jeffrey Giuliano, who we talked about before, who appeared um, 
as Ronald in the late 70s, uh, says that he was never allowed to eat food while in character because it would appear unseemly. I mean, that's fine. He was doing a little show when he can't eat McDonald's. He can just eat out of his costume when no one will recognize him. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so in 2014, they tried to make a hipster Ronald McDonald with like a new mm. outfit. <laughs> Nobody liked it. I um, don't like it. It was really not cool. The plan was to bolster Ronald's social media presence with the company quoting Ronald as proclaiming, quote, selfies, here I come. No! Hold on, I'm looking up hipster Ronald McDonald. (laughs) It had, like, it was wearing, like, like tight pants and, like, a blazer. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! I'm looking at it It was listening to the strokes. (gasps) Oh, no. There's, you guys should all Google this because there's a, a drawing of, like, a guy with the red hair and a beard and glasses and a deep V <laughs> McDonald's striped shirt and bunch of tattoos. <laughs> and he's still wearing the yellow gloves, but he's only like a can of PBR or something. Call me. Um, <laughs> no. I, I think I've dated that guy back in the day. Um, okay. So anyway, there has been backlash in the recent years in the past decade against Ronald because of peddling junk food to kids. And that backlash worked because while Ronald may still be the face of McDonald's charities, he no longer seems to be the face of McDonald's. He's nowhere to be found. He's not on the website. He hasn't appeared on social media for years. That begs the question, Ronald, are you okay? Which is, which is what I think we aim to find out on our investigative podcast that we're going to co-host with (laughs) Payne Lindsay. Where is Ronald? Uh, uh, Finding Ronald McDonald. Or Donald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Where? Who is she? (laughs) Uh, Who is she? Did I ever tell you guys that story? I know, Nicole, obviously I've told you, but when I was in Italy working a couple summers ago, um, I speak okay Italian, and the guys I was working in this kitchen with, like, didn't really speak very good English. So, but we like tried, we made it work. And so this one guy, uh, I had baked a cake one day and he looks over at it very seriously. And you can tell he was like really trying to like, you know, correctly phrase what he was saying. And he looks at it and goes, who is she <laughs> to the cake? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> that I know, is it's funny. one of the funniest things ever. And we laugh and laugh at it all the time. <laughs> anyway, if anyone's seen Ronald McDonald, please call into the show. We're concerned for him. That's it. That's my story. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, I had a laugh or two. Mm, oh, I want to share. I want to share the commercial for McDonald's back when he was still allowed to be in the commercials. That sticks in my mind for some reason is there's a commercial where Ronald McDonald's like in his house, and mm-hmm. he opens up his closet, and in his closet is just you know twenty of the exact same suit that he's wearing right now, <laughs> and that for some reason troubled me very much and And one bathing suit (laughs) and like no nothing else just that (laughs) out he can only wear that outfit over and over and over again it's like 20 of his same suit and then there's like a gimp outfit (laughs) they're like stay ronald mcdonald (laughs) poor ronald mcdonald's but you know i think we need to really like seriously take a long hard look at ourselves not just as a country but as a world and ask why we continue to try to make clowns likable right i mean they have well, never been likable. My dad was obsessed have, with clowns, which is scary. Who was? My my dead dad. <laughs> he loved oh, yeah. clowns. My my alive dad was really he has clowns all over this house. Collected Ooh. clowns. 
when I was younger, there was actually, I have no idea where it is now. I don't know how you could even dispose of something like this, but we had a 10 foot by like, I don't know, eight foot wooden clown face on the wall, like this antique wooden clown face. It must have come from some antique from a circus. But like, aside from the many other things that like, you know, kids would come over and be like, whoa, your family is different than our family. There's all this like found art everywhere. <laughs> um, but that was the most troubling thing. And I was so used to it that I didn't realize that like, it's a fucking disturbing thing to have in your house. And it was yeah, scary. My dad, the decor changed. I'm, I'm sure when my current stepmom came in, she was like, no, because like a, a man alone decorating his house with too much clown iconography, but <laughs> He has, my dad never does anyway, so he has, all the clown stuff is just, like, hidden away now, but there are two, like, paintings that I remember from my childhood that are, I just realized were up here a couple days ago, and they're, like, it's, like, jester, you know, very 70s, like, jester slash clown painting. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure you can probably picture it, but um, I was playing with my nephew up here, and I, I saw two pictures turned face towards the wall and I turned them around and it was those scary jester clowns like 70s so like it's all dark and they have like jester clothes on but they have the scary clown face it's like the scariest thing and my dad cut those paintings and every night when he goes to sleep he thinks about those two paintings turn against the wall. He knows everyone's scared of them and that they're haunted. That's why he's painting them <laughs> against the wall. I like thinking of like somehow your house. I mean, I don't like thinking that your house would become abandoned, but let's say it did. And then like someone's like investigating it and they just come upon a closet full of clown memorabilia. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, in the post-apocalypse world. How much we hate clowns. Don't you want to share your top three clowns? Oh, I thought you were going to say something about Joe Biden. Um, yes, I do. Well, My I want to top... go first. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. This is also your idea, and I was like, I can't even think of three clowns that I would... I know, it's so hard. We probably have the same three favorites. We probably do. So, my first favorite clown is Pennywise, the clown from It. <laughs> uh-huh, that's a very scary clown. So do you scary. like the new one or the one when... It, uh, what's his name? Tim Curry. Oh, you know, honestly, the the old one is the one that I grew up watching over and over again, um, and also stars John Boy from the Waltons TV series and um, John Ritter, Jack. John Ritter, yeah, R.I.P. I much yeah. prefer that that version of it. But I also honest. like the movie was on TV the other day, and my dad made me turn it up because he thinks my nephew's too young to watch it, and I was like, oh, I do want to. It is creepy, and like I really like scary movies. So, like I was like, I would rewatch it but when I, I was disappointed in the theaters when i saw the new ones but the the clown is scary in both tim curry yeah. or stellan Skarsgård, or is it stellan no it's not stellan one of the Skarsgård boys mm-hmm. not alexander Skarsgård. he is too hot no, to be it's a clown. his like brother or cousin or something um and then my other favorite clown is um oh hold on i just drew a blank because i'm having oh so the the killer clowns from outer space i love all of them <laughs> i have that on my list as well <laughs> and then my third favorite clown is patch adams <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is a good that's a deep cut ron williams amazing oh, but it's also a real person oh really it's, i didn't know that huh. yeah the movie is based on a real man huh um, i'll have to go ahead and rewatch that 
<laughs> I don't know if you should. I think it's no, very I will. bad. <laughs> are mimes clowns? That's my question. I think they are. They're like a friendlier version of a clown. They're French clowns, right? They're they're French clowns. We. Oui. <laughs> 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 all right my number one favorite clown is crusty the clown oh yeah he's great love him wonderful clown he's like uh, bozo the clown i mean i think he's probably based on bozo the clown he is bozo the clown now i don't want to say that john wayne gacy is my favorite clown because he's a terrible awful person but in terms of clown lore and nostalgia i would have to put him up there only because it's so bizarre Sorry. The neighbor's dog. A dog Everyone. is barking? That means that the dog also prefers John Wayne Gacy. The clown version, Pogo the Clown. And as I mentioned, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that was a very scary movie uh, when I was a child. All the people getting wrapped up in cotton candy. I think we've mentioned this before. That I think we did terrifying. a whole like episode where we, I didn't like deep dive we into did. it. We did. We talked we about mentioned a it. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? But stuff. also, like, what? The eighties were such a crazy time. I spent yeah. some time today because of my niece trying to entertain her. I always am like, well, I'm going to entertain you with stuff from my childhood and see if it still like gets your attention. Which a lot of times it doesn't, to be honest. But um, she, I went through the YouTube, um, like all of the intros for like eighties cartoons that were out for Saturday morning cartoons, mm-hmm. and there were so many just like weird and like complete like there's a show called raccoons that i never even saw when i was a child <laughs> the whole premise is like these raccoons are just getting into trouble but they also have special <laughs> powers and a sorcerer is trying to kill them like for some reason sorcerers were a really big deal into yes well, not for some reason but we all know but like there were so many sorcerers and all these cartoon intros that i just started laughing because i was just like and <laughs> These guys are being chased by a sorcerer for no clear reason. Um, and I just, <laughs> the 80s, everyone was just like, okay, yeah, let's just put these two ideas together. And yeah, <laughs> Save it works. clowns are scary. We should definitely do that. And then these- and space is popular. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was very popular. Like we uh, earlier, well, next week, I think we should, uh, next week, I think we should do um, raccoons as the topic imagine yeah. a whole food podcast dedicated to raccoons well as everyone knows <laughs> we always on. say we're going to do something next week and then we never do so we're not going oh to no do. we're doing raccoons <laughs> raccoons <laughs> raccoons the raconteers raccoons or nothing that's what i always say all right that's enough i've had it i have to go um thanks for guys. listening to this clown episode <laughs> guys <laughs> that's a uh something i stole from tig notaro so tig always says that like the one sound that she can do is a clown horn and i kind of like learned how to do it from listening to her and she goes well it's good (laughs) so that's a direct tig ripoff but i think it's very funny (laughs) oh wait i have i just want to leave you guys with one um hilarious human interaction that I had this week. So I had a a little like part-time job interview and I realized afterwards that my, all of my things, all the things that I did are okay because I haven't actually had an interaction with a stranger in over a year, you know, beyond like the going to a grocery store or whatever. So I had an in-person interview and I, I was one of those people who stuck their hand out to be handshaked. Like I, that's not 
me at all. Like, you know, also I'm like a yeah. woman. Not sure. that that matters. It actually doesn't matter, but I'm an elder and it's just like not ingrained in me to, to initiate a handshake. Oh, I always so, go for a handshake or a hug with strangers. <laughs> with an interview, with the person who's interviewing me. So this person comes out and they're like, Hey, and I was like, Oh, I'm early. Like, don't, I'm like, don't worry. I can wait wherever. And he was like, Oh no, I just got here. You will have to wait. And I was like, okay, no problem. Um, but then he comes back over and I stick my hand out. I don't even know that I'm doing it until I do it when the interview ends five minutes later. Um, mm -hmm. not in a bad way, but in a good way. Cause of course I got the job, but, um, sure. I also I was like, thanks for everything. You know, we're doing our like shuffling, awkward goodbyes. I just like stuck my hand back out for a handshake. And then because I'm me, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I keep shaking your hand. It's like COVID, <laughs> it's like COVID times. You know, it's like not appropriate to do this. Um, and he was like, don't worry. We're a very touchy place or whatever. And I was oh, just like. Oh, perfect. Oh. I was like, okay. But, and then I walked to the car. And, you know, you always just like review the moments in your head. And I was like, I, I think never in my life have I ever like met someone for the first time and been the initiator of the handshake i've never done it and i did it two times in that four minute interaction it was crazy well, look, I, you're growing and changing i know i've lost the ability to communicate appropriately with strangers you know like in a semi like strangers that you have to actually like i can appropriately interact with people i'm going to the grocery store with i can right. you know get a coffee from the coffee shop but people that i have to like <laughs> interact with in this way i've lost that ability it's not well, nate it does not innate it does not always with you well at least you didn't put a whippy cushion under his butt because that's the worst thing you can do on an interview two handshakes is fine and i think it's good it means you're becoming more friendly as you age. i can't get the image out of my head of me like assertively putting out my hand like perfect it was a perfect handshake also like good not too hard not too soft you don't want to squish the hand he couldn't deny it. Like he was just like, "Oh yeah, 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 great. Here we are." <laughs> the better thing is if then you put your other hand on, and you did a two hand I shake. <laughs> I should have put my other hand on and then pulled it close to my chest and then looked or into his eyes. Do, do what I like to do when I like fake out a handshake or a high five with someone, which is duck. <laughs> I should have stuck my hand straight out, and then he still would have grabbed my hand, but I would have also ducked at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> or you like go to put your hand out, you spin around and then you shake and then you shake the hand. So I, I'm like a, dance a, move. a job interview. I stick my hand out. He, he did take a while. And when he sticks his out, I'm like, uh Oh, too slow. Exactly. <laughs> and then I walk out of the <laughs> And then you walk away and you just drop all your stuff, your resumes, everything. You rip your resume, throw it in the air and you speed into the night. No, no, he's offered me the job, so I'm still planning to come back, but I do that move anyway. Like I exactly. Take, I take everything with me. I'm like, uh-oh, too slow. I'm just casually saunter <laughs> off into the sunset, only to return several days later when I start my first day. With with a filled-out <laughs> W-2. Um, all right, well, on that note, thank you so much, everyone, for, for listening to this in-depth investigation on clowns. And, uh, Nicole, congratulations on your new job. I can't wait to hear all about it. Thank you. And, um, you know, as they say, hasta la pasta. Bye-bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast.
Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.